हरे कृष्ण दिवोटीज दंडवत प्रणाम ऑल ग्लोरी टू श्रीला प्रभुपाद एंड गुरु महाराज टूडे वी आर सो फॉर्चुनेट टू हैव हर ग्रेस प्रेमा पद्मनी माता जी फ्रॉम बैंगलोर टूडे माता जी विल एनलाइटर्स ऑन श्रीमद भागवतम कैंटो फाइव चैप्टर सिक्स टेक्स्ट फोर हरे कृष्ण माता जी प्लीज सकल ओबीसेंसेज एंड प्लीज टेक ओवर द कॉल हरे कृष्ण थैंक यू वेरी मच माता जी ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय नारायण नमस्कृत नरचम देवी सरस्वती व्यासुद्रेषु निगवत सेवया भगवती उत्तम श्लोक भक्तिर्भवती नैस्तिखी मुखम कौतिल पंगु लंघाते गिरी श्री गुरु दीनताम परमाधव श्री चैतन्य दधाति काम अनुरय योगिन कृत मैत्र हस्बैंड Jayeva, like the wife, Umschali, who is unchaste or easily carried away by other men. <clears throat> In a translation, an unchaste woman is very easily carried away by paramas, and it sometimes happens that her husband is violently killed by her paramas. If the yogi gives his mind a chance and does not restrain it, his mind will give facility to enemies like lust, anger, and greed. And they will doubtlessly kill the yogi. In this verse, the word "pumschali" refers to a woman who is easily carried away by men. Such a woman is never to be trusted. <clears throat> Unfortunately, in the present age, women are never controlled. According to the directions of the shastras, women are never to be given freedom. When a child, a woman must be strictly controlled by her father. When she is young. she must be strictly controlled by her husband and when she is old she must be controlled by her elderly sons if she is given independence and allowed to mingle unrestrictedly with men she will be spoiled a spoiled woman being manipulated by paramas might even kill her husband <clears throat> and this example is given here because a yogi desiring to get free from material conditions must always keep his mind under control Shila Bhakti Siddhant Saraswati Thakura used to say that in the morning our first business should be to beat the mind with shoes a hundred times, and before going to bed to beat the mind a hundred times with a broomstick. In this way, one's mind can be kept under control. 
an uncontrolled mind and an unchaste wife are the same. An unchaste wife can kill her husband at any time and an uncontrolled mind followed by lust, anger, greed, madness, envy and illusion can certainly kill the yogi. <clears throat> and the yogi is controlled by the mind. He falls down into the material condition. One should be very careful of the mind just as a husband should be careful of an unchaste wife. Om Adhyana Timarandasya Gyanjana Shalukya Chakshur Om Milita Mena Yes, my Sri Guruve Namaha Namam Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prasthaya Bhutali Shrimpi Jatak Swamnitam Namachari Padayani Dai Kripa Pradayani Gaurakata Dandai Gravdhatni Namam Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prasthaya Bhutali Shrimpi Bhakti Vedanta Swamnati Namni Namaste Saraswati Devi Gauravani Pracharni Nirvasesha Sunivadi Paschata Deshtarni Jai Sri Krishna Chaitanya Pramnityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shivasadi Gaurabhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare Hare Ram Hare Ram 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 Hare Hare An unchaste woman is very easily carried away by paramas and it sometimes happens that her husband is violently killed by a paramas. If the yogi gives his mind a chance and does not restrain it, his mind will give facility to enemies like lust, anger and greed and they will doubtlessly kill the yogi. These words are spoken by uh, Sukadeva Goswami to Parikshit Maharaj who is uh, curious to know why Rishabhadeva did not uh, make use of all the, the yogic powers <clears throat> if he, you know, and he didn't care for them. And uh, so says that because these uh, facilities are enjoyments uh, from the mental platform it is no doubt higher than <coughs> ordinary sensual activities because a yogi by you know, controlling his senses and mind and by meditating on the lotus feet of Krishna and Paramatma, the Supersoul because of that he gets yogi pass because Krishna is Yogeshwara and by meditating on his lotus feet the Paramatma then that is how yogis get some mystic powers which are eight in number and they are very very extraordinary powers you can manipulate matter in any way whatever you want you can do if you get all the ashtasiddhis <clears throat> you can become the most powerful person in this uh, universe so um, why is it that a pure devotee is not interested in such extraordinary powers even if it is for devotional service say oh I can use this mystic power to you know, <clears throat> maybe even to preach, I can do amazing things <coughs> of, um, you know, um, doing extraordinary things that wish to attract people to Krishna consciousness, right? People are very, they always want to see miracles and all that. So if you show some fantastic things, uh, like, uh, you know, uh, you, uh, you can present a play, for example, just like that, you know, thing. Uh, whatever, so many possible things, or you do some miracles and then people start believing in you and uh, looking up to you, then you say, okay, chant Hare Krishna and all that. Prabhupada could have done that, but he never used any mystic powers because the mood of a pure devotee is, I will just depend on Krishna, he is the Yogeshwara. I don't want to independently show that I am very powerful. That is the mood, to be always dependent on the Lord 
and to wait for his arrangements. Prabhupada was like that. Everything he depended completely on Krishna. Even though he was full of mystic power, and some devotees even remarked that, uh, you know, I mean, Prabhupada's disciples, that they didn't see him walk, I mean, his feet touched even the ground. He was so light, was walking. He, uh, you know, he was not of this world. So he uh, definitely he had um, mystic powers and all that, but <clears throat> he didn't think of himself like that. He always thought of himself as a humble servitor of the Guru Parampara and Krishna, always depending on their mercy, always depending on their name, on, and he always felt it was his Guru who was <clears throat> giving by his mercy that men and materials and everything that just uh, the whole movement it just uh, was built up in such a short time that was all by the mercy of uh, and blessings of the Guru Parampara starting up to Rupa Goswami who was his main inspiration in uh, you know uh, and uh, you know he really prayed to him in the Radha Damodara temple and uh, then uh, he went about. So he had complete faith that Krishna can do everything. He's the Yogeshwara. Bhakti Yogi means always meditating on the Supreme Lord, always wanting to serve Him, serve the Lord. And because of that, they don't have the inclination or the time to waste time you know, on their own doing some things. If Krishna makes them do something, they may do. That's fine. If Krishna makes them an instrument to show, but you see, mostly in Srimad Bhagavatam, we don't see any pure devotee exhibiting. There are, of course, there are cases like Priyavrata, you've seen in Canto 5, uh, of how he felt that, you know, it, not to show off, but he was thinking that, you know, the world, I mean, not, the world means not just the earth, the whole universe he was in charge of. And he was thinking that when the sun is going around the Sumeru mountain, the northern parts, when the sun is there, then the southern parts don't get uh, enough sun. So he felt that, you know, he'll uh, go in, uh, just like the sun god travels on a brilliant chariot. So he also created a chariot and he was being in the same orbit of the sun. He was following the orbit. And uh, the orbit was the same, but the direction was different and the sun was in the northern and southern and uh, vice versa. So, like that, and he didn't do that to compete with the sun god or anything, or to show off that I too can do, uh, you know, mystic things, but he was really concerned about uh, that everybody should be very comfortable, they should have enough sunlight and like that he did. So, a pure devotee can exhibit sometimes amazing feats also, but it is in a mood of service and also always, because he is always meditating on the Supreme Personality of God is in his heart, so without his permission, uh, he would not do anything. So there are such things, but generally, the, because the need to exhibit something independent of Krishna can arise only from the mind. Otherwise, the devotee is never independent. He is always dependent on Krishna, always surrendered to the lotus feet of Krishna. Always taking guidance and uh, you know instructions from Krishna to fulfill his desires <coughs> and so on. So that is why his mind cannot uh, you know uh, uh, Krishna wants something he can do anything, but um, on his own he is not interested at all. He is just 
happy to do whatever seva for Krishna, for Guru, for Vaishnavas. That's his mood. And to feel himself very small and, you know, <clears throat> very humble. Because that is actually our position of being a servant of Krishna. You know, um, so in the Shikshashtakam we see how is tell, talking of how to elevate ourselves to this position of being a humble servant of Krishna. That is the, see, even here the yogi, the yogi who is not complete in his perfection uh, may get distracted. You know, if he is not really focused on getting only Krishna, then sometimes if he yields to the temptations of the mind, then he gets uh, carried away by <clears throat> wanting to exercise this, uh, you know, this um, mystic powers and so on. Or to enjoy, I mean, uh, to all the adulation. Why does he want to show mystic paths? Basically, of course, he himself is quite uh, excited. Imagine I can uh, manipulate uh, so many material things and all that. He himself might uh, get excited about it. But also, mainly because they want a following and admiration and being worshipped. So then it can take one away from this mood of service to Krishna. So that's what happens uh, for those yogis who are not very strict about what is their goal and goal is Krishna. If it's not there, then they can get deviated. And then what happens, it's compared, the mind is compared to, <coughs> uh, uh, an unchaste woman who is um, carried away by paramas. So that means each uh, particular uh, you know, sense or each particular the enemies like lust, anger, greed, uh, all these things uh, will uh, completely take up his consciousness. Even a great yogi who has achieved so much sense control, mind control uh, that he has got because mystic powers is just before realizing Krishna as a person. He is meditating on the form of the Lord, although. It's mental. It's not directly, it's not experienced. If anybody experiences that directly, the real form of the Lord, they'll feel so much happiness that they will not want any of these other things. But because he is just visualizing the Lord in his mind, and just by that, just by controlling the mind and only thinking about the Lord, we can get so many mystic powers. Then imagine when he actually experiences the Lord, then how much more exalted a devotee becomes very, very powerful. As we have seen uh, in the case of uh, King Prayavrata. He's also sitting and meditating on the Lord. And because of that, he became so exalted that he got all these mystic paths. And he was not at all interested in ruling the earth or something like I mean, ruling this universe. But he was forced to uh, take up this responsibility because uh, Lord Brahma wanted it and all the devas, Krishna wanted it. And so he took up that. And um, so, <clears throat> so the yogi, when he's still on the mental platform, he's not yet come to the transcendental platform. So if he yields to the mind and is not focused on meditating on the Lord, then he can easily get carried away by all this lust, anger, greed, envy, uh, madness and uh, risk, other and illusion, all these things, and the mind is always trying, just like a 
says unchaste wife like punchali she gets attracted by different aromas so in the same way the mind is just waiting if you allow the mind a little you know don't control it don't hold the leash very tight then there are so many things to get distracted by and maya will test wherever the weakness of a person is that is where she will send or uh, whatever uh, even sitting in the forest a yogi can get tempted so many temptations can come and we know how uh, you know great sages like vishwamitra the indradev sent um, you know menaka and so on and uh, so many things can happen mystic power is one such thing and um, um so uh, even sitting in the forest they can get distracted or the mind itself may give them some attack you know suggestions then why don't you go and show off all your mystic powers to the people then you know they will all admire you after all what's the use if you have the mystic powers and there's nobody to appreciate you about having then what's the fun so then they get carried away they come and uh, it's pretty uh, it's not long before you know they get attracted by all the money adulation women will fawn on them and like then and finish complete fall down so like that in the same case uh, so prabhupada also gives the um no here he doesn't say about saubari muni but saubari muni is also an example that uh, he was so such a strong severe austerity he was doing but in this case because he did a vaishnava prat to um to garuda uh because he was eating fishes and all that and so then because of his curse he became disturbed by seeing two fishes uh copulating so that is how maya can enter imagine he was sitting under water there is a chance for them to get attracted by maya there's nobody there and yet maya knows how to you know enter the mind she can do in any way just by sitting seems two fishes i mean <laughs> nobody gets attracted okay if human beings are engaging in something then like ajmila got disturbed you can see but this is how the external energy can enter our mind in whatever way she is very very expert and that's why a yogi has to be very controlled because never trust the mind you know some people say that uh, when you're doing japa no uh, you can think about um, uh oh uh, uh, something you know oh i went to that uh, um i went to the dam and then i i'm just going around parikrama i'm going here there but the mind is very tricky because any time the mind will always get a chance to be something happened and during that parikrama somebody said something to you about something else and leading to uh, you know their personal problems something and then finally you find that i'm not in the parikrama at all i'm meditating on something else so that is why prabhupada said never never trust the mind when you can't think there is no question of mind at all you are there holy name is there tongue is there ears are there that's all no mind at all because if you trust the mind oh my mind you know i will think in my mind about something nice what i did on that day i was praying but in your mind if you make the mind active the mind is very dangerous we have to go you have to completely neglect the mind because it's not that a pure mind is a friend 
because mind is actually born from the mode of goodness because mind helps us to meditate to absorb our consciousness in something uh, to concentrate so that way it's very good but then an uncontrolled mind and uh, contaminated mind is the greatest enemy so we should never 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 trust the mind uh, you know and uh, instead and we've got the greatest weapon which is this um, holy name and here prabhupada is also giving a uh, saying that uh, about women also he's saying uh, a woman who is easily carried away by men then you should not trust such a person because she can even kill the husband i mean she has any armors and she may even kill the husband and it, uh, today's world we keep seeing that so many uh, news uh, uh, you know uh, this things have come i mean it's shocking how actually a woman and her paramour kill the husband it's constantly coming particularly in india maybe in the west they don't even announce such news it doesn't make news maybe but in india we keep on hearing this happening nowadays because it's become quite uh, the, the girls are getting a lot of independence and so many people are uh, i don't know they are uh, we don't know about their uh, what their lives are like because they seem to have many boyfriends and all and nobody seems to say anything so and it we keep and also at the work front um there is uh, you know we don't know what happens there and then uh, before long you see she's killing her husband so it is um, i mean whatever the bhagavatam says what her proper the saying in the book now why does it say that women are never to be given freedom it's because if women are taught the yogic principles about controlling the mind and all that then prabhupada said you can trust women because in earlier times they were not given any spiritual uh, training at all and they just uh, they were so because of that they couldn't be trusted because um, easily they get uh, carried away and um, so some man comes and says something very nice or gives them a lot of attention or um or uh, praises them or whatever um or uh, you know they find somebody who's very well off and so they get attracted so i mean very but if they are taught how to chant hari krishna prabhupad used to uh, you know talk about all the mataji who is uh, senior vaishnavis he used to he used to tell someone who is very puffed up and proud you know about being a brahmachari or about the sanyasi he used to say you have to take association of this women and you can go back to god it so it's not that he's condemning women he all i mean prabhupada had great regards for krishna conscious uh, women but generally because that means krishna conscious women trained out to um advance in bhakti yoga so they can also become like that they can be trusted but it's because they've not been i mean normally in the varnashrama they don't uh, they don't uh, ask women to do anything at all other than just serve their husband too but the service if they really serve their husbands um, very nicely that service attitude will give them all kinds of mystic powers and we know how atri muni and anasuya anasuya had great mystic powers like ashtasiddhis she could stop the sun and you know one of the siddhis in the eight mystic perfections is that you can create a planet you can destroy a planet you can uh, change the course of planets all so many in the universe uh, universal powers you get 
and all those powers were there with Anasuya, Atrimuni's wife. He is a great sage, but he got all those mystic powers simply by serving him. So, um, any uh, chaste woman who just serves her husband uh, gets all mystic powers. But, um, uh, so that is there. I mean, that was not my thought. Uh, the husband should uh, concentrate on serving the Lord and advancing in spiritual life. And if the wife just serves him, then she gets all uh, this thing. So that means, but she has to be chaste. That was emphasized on, and for that also you have to be very self-controlled. Uh, mind should be controlled because we also all times it's not that the husbands are very nice and kind to the women, or they may not give them what they want and all that. And still, because this uh, society emphasizes so much on serving the husband, irrespective of how he is, it's not according to your taste and enjoyment, but it's a mood of service. So that service mood to the husband made like a religion for women. This is your only duty, no matter how the husband is, how deeply, you know, maybe you don't live in, uh, you're not even attracted to him, but you have to serve him. That is your uh, the thing. So it was like a real sacrifice, and because of that, they were uh, uh, they got all. I mean, they made great spiritual advancement in their own right. Apart from getting fifty percent of the husband's share, here Anasuya, uh, you know, maybe it was Atrimuni's uh, powers that she got, but whatever it is, she was such a uh, chaste woman that even uh, devatas used to come and pay obeisances to her. So that is how exalted, I mean, this is how Krishna has made it, and uh, uh, so on. But in, uh, uh, of course, in modern times, uh, all those things are, not, I mean, it's uh, uh, because the, the whole education system and the lifestyle and all is so different. So, but the Hare Krishna mantra is there. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu wanted everyone to chant. He didn't say it's only men, husbands have to chant and wives simply serve husbands. 50%, he didn't say that. He said everybody should chant and he made sure that he took it from the Puranas so that nobody in between will come and say, no, 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 women should not chant because it's coming from that Veda or Upanishad and then uh, low-class low people should not chant. There will always be people who manipulate these things just to keep some domination or exclusivity about it. So he, he just uh, banished all that by taking from the Puranas. So, uh, so everybody can be a yogi in this age. And how do we become an bhakti yoga? I mean, this is the greatest fortune we have that, you know, um, we can, uh, like, uh, even these yogis and all, they, they, are, they have to do the ascending day. You know, the jnanis and the yogis are the ascending uh, uh, process of uh, spiritual advancement. That means first they have to uh, you know, control the breathing, and then they have to control their senses by asanas, and then slowly uh, they have to uh, start meditating, uh, meditating on one nose, and in this way slowly control the mind, and then finally they come to the spiritual platform. But for us, I mean, the bhakti yoga, especially in this age, it's been made so easy. We go to the topmost perfectional. Which is to render service to the Lord. The yogis, even after perfection of seeing the Paramatma, they are not serving Him. And so they are stuck here for a long time until they do 
emotional mood they cannot go back back to godhead whereas for us chaitanya mahaprabhu's mercy the topmost perfection of rendering service to the lord is given in the form of a mantra so that by chanting hari krishna mantra automatically are engaged in serving the lord and because the soul starts serving the lord then the soul becomes strong and then it starts uh, you know the intelligence is the next door neighbor of the soul so intelligence gets purified from being material intelligence because material intelligence is um, knowledge of everything material both gross and subtle that is material intelligence uh, everything that can be uh you know no it can be experienced with the knowledge gathering senses that is uh, material intelligence and of course subtle also mind intelligence uh, i mean uh, even the subtle uh, intelligence of uh, understanding all these things how to understand matter and how to manipulate it for our sense gratification that is material intelligence and spiritual intelligence is how to discriminate between matter and spirit that is spiritual intelligence in all manners because uh, that you require spiritual intelligence can discriminate oh this is useless why do you need mystic powers what's the use of that that's also material so a person who, who can distinguish like that and discriminate is very intelligent spiritual intelligence so uh, when we uh, start doing bhakti yoga that is why a person very quickly and his intelligence says no no i am only going to do bhakti yoga i am only going to be krishna conscious and pretty soon he is not interested in all these materialistic things and he only wants to uh, do things uh, to advance his consciousness so that is spiritual intelligence and uh, the intelligence gets purified then automatically intelligence starts controlling the mind up until then if the mind to allow the mind to control mind was controlling the intelligence and intelligence was following the direction of the mind mind was following the senses and completely into absorbed in material world and the minute we start chanting hari krishna mantra the soul wakes up see as long as the intelligence was following the materialistic mind and so on the soul was just dormant and sleeping it was not at all active the minute we start chanting hari krishna mantra the soul wakes up because it's the names of the lord and as soon as the lord enters our uh, you know body hey and we chant that there's no difference between the name and the lord and the lord is entering our ears and going inside and then what happens he enters our heart and then they naturally the lord is manifesting his presence as so soul wakes up and as soon as the soul wakes up then it starts exercising its influence on the intelligence and uh, so it controls the intelligence and says no i don't want that i want this i want krishna and in this way um, so through the descending process then intelligence controls the mind mind controls the senses and pretty uh, you know very soon what happens is somebody is chanting hari krishna and then we see all the senses are purified and they don't want to eat all those nonsense foods they don't want to go to all uh, you know rubbish places where they were attracted to before But before long, just by chanting Hari Krishna and eating Krishna, their senses are controlled, right? So this is the descending process. But still, it is not that you know the chanting has become pure or something. So, so even with offensive chanting, we get a lot of control of our senses, 
mind to a large extent but there are still these finer attractions of this material world which are still uh, there and which we have to work on the anathas the finer anathas are there and uh, so uh, that's why uh, you know shikshashtakam it's a complete catalog about how to go from uh, you know a conditioned soul who's contaminated with so much dirt in his heart to full prema bhakti in the last verse so in these eight verses he has given a complete uh, you know the manual for elevating our consciousness from um, zero to hero so even if you are zero in spiritual life no problem he says stay so that one marjanam and uh, and he also has told us how to uh, you know chant the hari krishna mantra so that the mind can be controlled beautiful uh, method by which you know if you just follow his instructions you'll find that your chanting is just uh, you know uh, improving the leaps and bounds and then uh, all this uh, distraction and um, not having a taste and all will reduce significantly so first of all he said that you know i said it earlier also but i uh, i mean it's good to keep reminding ourselves that he said that you have to put the tongue you know you take the tongue and um, the holy names the holy name uh, is uh, you know non different from krishna first of all we should remind ourselves that it's krishna himself i'm associating with every day and he says put this holy name and it's like the ghee you put it into your ear and it goes directly to your heart and then there the fire starts there burning the fire starts. so now um, another uh, so there is no question of mind at all it doesn't go to the region of mind um, so it is only the sound sevon mukehi jivadu swayam rupa suratyada says that Uh, you know of course the shastras and says that seven mukhi hi jivado then the tongue starts to serve render service then slowly what happens krishna reveals himself vayam rupa swaratyada he reveals himself krishna reveals himself in the heart so that is the magic which happens question of mind at all you just completely ignore you you don't go into the top regions at all of the head you know where the mind is overactive uh, looking here there thinking everything no completely abolish only concentrate on the tongue putting the holy name it is again krishna himself and we putting him into the ear so you can be here you know you can make it even more personal that you're there at the entrance or you know you who are residing in this body which is like a um like a house you know inside your house so and the ear is like an entrance right different openings of the body and the ear is like an entrance to your house and you can wait there for krishna is entering and you take him by uh, you know it, then the mood becomes more service rather than uh, he is entering himself into the heart you are ushering him in please come krishna please come please come into my body and purify me so that i can become your servant so when we appeal like that in a very personal way then krishna will reciprocate it is all very personal actually every day the parmatma is there in our heart and we are also there 
and we have, we have to contact him and we have to express our desire to have you know to come close to him to know him uh, and be engaged in his service that's all because krishna is actually there in his name and he only wants to see how eager we are to contact him until then he is okay okay whatever you're doing you're doing and um, he doesn't interfere he gives us the freedom but if we and so he doesn't reveal himself to us because we don't have a mood to serve him but the minute we understand that oh imagine the supreme lord who is the master of everything he is right here within me 24 by 7 he is my free consultant i can always consult him why i don't do that i'm always looking externally to consult somebody or the other or use my own head and my mind and speculate so much and get so much of anxiety because things are not under our control and we are anxious oh things don't go the way i want and then how will i be happy but that is because of the uncontrolled mind that's why chaitanya mahaprabhu says ignore the mind and sufficient answers takur says goes one step further he says how to keep it under control when you get up in the morning not physically with a broom but mentally you beat the mind hundred times with it so that it doesn't start misbehaving and start demanding this and that and makes us so disturbed unnecessarily you know my mind can create problems out of nothing makes uh, mountains out of molehills and unnecessarily puts fears in our mind all kinds of complications right a misunderstandings Oh, most of the time, if you listen to your mind, you really, really believe mind is true. Whatever they believe, the mind hundred percent, and they think that only if I follow my mind, I'll be happy. So that again is because of identifying with the mind. I'm not the mind. So by chanting Hari Krishna, we slowly, uh, you know, we understand I'm not this body. The next level is you should understand you're not the mind also. And uh, so. we want to uh, so if we uh, make it very personal and we appeal to the lord please please let me save on mukhe hi jifa do let me serve my tongue two things prabhupad says you have to serve by chanting the holy names of krishna and hearing with the tongue tongue is used in chanting and the other way is eating only prasadam krishna prasad that is also seva service I mean, we normally think prasadam is sense gratification, you know, that uh, oh, nice food to eat. Okay, it is sanctified, so it is double benefit, karma out of it, and um, also the consciousness doesn't enter. It's all about ourselves we are thinking. We are not thinking of it as seva, but actually it is a seva because why is it seva? Because when Krishna accepts bhoga, then There, it is non-different from Krishna. Prasadam is also as good as Krishna. Just like holy names is as good as is, it is Krishna. Prasadam is also Krishna, because uh, and every time we put tulsi on the boga and then we offer it to our guru and say, please pass it on to Krishna. Then definitely Krishna will accept because not on our strength, but guru. If we have do, done it according to his instructions. And we offer it to Guru, then Krishna accepts, and then he gives it back to us. And we should be so eager that this is Krishna Himself, and I'm going to put Him into my body. 
into my mouth and he is going to go inside and sanctify me. So holy name and prasadam. Sevan Mukhi and Prabhupada says just by the jipa or the tongue we can see Krishna. Because we are putting Krishna constantly into our body. But then one day definitely we will be purified and we can see Krishna. That is how simple it is. So and in this way we can also control the mind very easily through this process of chanting. And for that of course you know we know that we, we know uh, all the glories. Uh, so, Shikshastikam Chaitanya Mahaprabhu explains how, you know, Chitta, the, um, our mind is completely cleansed. It's got the mirror of the mind. It's got lots of dust on it. And because of that, we are not able to see ourselves. We should be able to see Krishna. I mean, ourselves as soul. And we should be able to see Krishna. Then we can see ourselves. Of course, the impersonalists, they see their soul, but they don't see Krishna. But our process is, we are trying to see Krishna, and then that includes us. So this is better, because you get both, uh, you know, uh, you, you get Krishna. And uh, so, then, just by chanting, and then, Cheto Darpanam Arjanam, Nirvapanam. The more that we cleanse our hearts, then what happens? All our miseries go away. The cause of our suffering in this material world is simply because of identifying ourselves with body. That is the knowledge. Lack of knowledge or ignorance is the cause of suffering. Nothing else is the cause of suffering. We try to blame this person, that person, or something is not okay, my karma, astrology, planets. No. Those are all for a contempt. I mean, condition like okay. So many things are uh, causing us suffering. But really, but that is because uh, we are still under, bound under the laws of karma and our sinful reactions and so on. And that is because our mind is covered with dust. But the minute we cleanse it and we understand I'm not this body, then uh, on two levels. One is we ourselves are not affected by the suffering that is happening. And secondly, the minute we start doing pure devotional service, uh, then automatically all is the two things that happen is Lishagni and Shubhata. We, uh, no longer disturbs us and Shubhata, all auspicious things start happening. So actually we are meant to, Krishna wants to give us all auspiciousness, but because we are still bound by the reactions and we are so attached to sense gratification, that is why we have to suffer. So, as soon as we start this process, this pure devotional method of chanting, then and the, slowly all the miseries go away. Tavagni nirvapanam. And no more are we attached to this material world. And so, the blazing forest fire cannot trouble us. Shreya kairava chandrika vitaranam. The moon is distributing Shreya, the cool, I mean, this knowledge, you know, of uh, being a servant of Krishna, this is the topmost knowledge, perfection. And that is being, and it's like a pleasing, uh, cool, uh, this thing, rays of the moon, how the moon is so cooling. Like that, once we understand our relationship with Krishna, it is so cooling, very pleasant, and it makes us so happy. It's like, uh, you know, um, no, no longer the darkness, uh, you know, because the moon is giving out this nice, cooling light and, uh, you know, making it very pleasant. 
Anand, uh, uh, vidya vadu jivana. And then what happens? The vidya or knowledge becomes revealed, manifest in our heart. So when you have bhakti, then automatically this knowledge reveals itself. So that is why vidya is considered to be the the wife of the holy name. Because when we have bhakti, automatically knowledge will appear in our heart. So vidya vadu jivanam anandam budi vardhanam. So we become filled with happiness which is like an ocean. Ananda ambudi is the ocean. Vardhanam pratipadam at every step. Purna amrita swadhanam. We can keep on tasting nectar. And what is that nectar? It is not some imaginary nectar. The nectar is the feeling of love we feel for Krishna, who is so great, Yogeshwara, who is uh, everything, who is the supreme. And uh, just by rendering service to Him, we come close to Him. By, uh, and we feel uh, very connected to Him. Love is the source of all happiness at every step. Pratipadam Purna Amrita Swadhanam. So you can taste the nectar every step because if you're always thinking of Krishna, it's like, you know, you're not afraid of anything. Because anytime you have a problem, just chant Hare Krishna. Krishna, please tell me what to do. Krishna, please save me. We can go to, we should approach Krishna. It's not that, okay, I'm, I'm chanting Hare Krishna, Krishna will take care. It's not automatic or impersonal like that. You just pop in a coin and out comes the product. You know, it's not like that. It's personal. So, when we uh, develop a service attitude to Krishna, He also likes that we are communicating with Him, asking Him things, asking Him for help, uh, you know, praying to Him for protection. He wants that. That is how communication happens, right? The relationship is built when there is communication. It is not, otherwise, it becomes very impersonal. Huh, I'm just chanting Hare Krishna and then that also becomes very mechanical, very dry. But if when we understand it is Krishna himself that I'm serving through my tongue, I'm uh, hearing his name and he's entering my body and he's coming to my heart, then it's very, very personal. And then you, your chanting will become very, very, uh, you know, you start developing a taste for chanting. And you'll see Krishna reciprocates and helping you in all possible ways so that you can realize them quickly. But he is very eager also to get us back. It's not that, oh, um, only we are saying and Krishna is enjoying in the spiritual world. Oh, is this fallen soul? He doesn't matter to me. No, he's so eager because even though he's got unlimited souls and they are constantly he's expanding himself. But he's so greedy for love that every jiva is so important to him. Some or other, he wants to take them back to Godhead. We you know in the Dhamdarila, it is mentioned that the, uh, one of the Padma Puranas, I think, uh, that, um, uh, you know, uh, there was a mouse uh, in a temple on the, uh, during the month of Kartika, a tea lamp was being lit in the temple. And then this mouse, uh, it was almost, uh, you know, the flame was uh, uh, almost ebbing, I mean, it was going to be put off soon because the ghee was almost finished. But there was a mouse which was, uh, who had come there and he thought, I want to eat the ghee in the lamp. And so it jumped on the lamp to eat ghee actually. But because of that, what happened? The big pot pushed up a bit. And we know that when it's almost uh, finished, you know, the lamp, uh, the ghee is finished and the 
uh, if you push the wick a bit and it starts burning brightly for some time, for just a few seconds and then it goes out. So when the mouse jumped on the lamp, then this ghee wick started burning um, very brightly and it singed the uh, uh, rat, you know, its skin and then uh, with great pain it uh, died. But then because Krishna took it, that he offered a ghee lamp to me. He didn't even mean to offer anything. The rat just wanted to eat the ghee. But because of this jumping on that lamp, he, it was like it offered ghee, the, the lamp to Krishna. So Krishna was so pleased. And we know, we know that uh, in Kartik Mantra, keep reading that if anyone offers ghee lamp to the Lord, he is liberated. So then I think he got a human birth as a devotee in the next life and then he went back to God. It. So this is how Krishna is using every opportunity somehow to take us back home, back to God it. Otherwise, why will he expand himself and be a Paramatma? Here, he is not interested in this material world, neither does he have any Leelas over here. He is not interested, no Leelas. Paramatma's only Leela is taking care of us. And uh, so, 24 by 7, he is like a CCTV, you know, he's always watching over us, or like a mother taking care of her infant. Every moment she is keeping an eye on the child like that. So, if then he doesn't disturb us until we want to come close to him. After getting nicely battered in this material world, we suffer and then we realize, Oh Krishna, please protect me. If we ask, ask for protection, he will give. He wants, he makes also arrangements so that, uh, you know, we can take shelter of him. So this Hare Krishna mantra is a great opportunity for us to connect with him and cry to him, please Krishna, I am in complete, um, you know, forgetfulness of you. Now, let me, you only have to help me. Sevon mukehi jivadu swayam spuratyada. Swayam rupa spuratyada. So, as we serve him with our tongue, then Krishna reveals himself. He is very happy. So that is one thing. And then the second verse, uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says, I know that these, you know, Nama, Ari, Bahudani, Sarva Shakti, all the names of Krishna are so powerful. I know that. And there's no rules and regulations even to chant. Any place, any time you can chant his names. There's no problem. Any situation you can chant Krishna's names. But still, I'm so unfortunate that I don't feel like chanting. I have no taste. That is a you know, that's the saddest part. If you don't have feel like chanting, then you, even after knowing the chanting is very good, if you won't chant, you'll tell others, please chant, it's very good. But our Vyasas may feel, oh, so difficult. And so Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is so compassionate and he goes to the root cause of the problem. Why don't we feel like chanting? Because we are not connected with, we don't have a relationship with them of love. If you love someone, you want to keep on calling them, right? Um, I mean, you know that people are always busy with their mobiles, always calling up, texting up people, trying to communicate. We want relationship. And why we do with all the people? Then nobody is forcing us. Because we love them and we want to connect with them. But So with Krishna also, it's most natural to want to connect with them. But right now, between this dust of uh, material attachment is covering it. And um, so, why don't we feel like, uh, why this covering is there? Because we don't want to serve Him. 
We've been envious of him and said, why And oh, what is it like to be the master? We had some, you know, th thoughts like that. So, okay, Krishna said, okay, go and experience in the material world what it is like to be the Lord and master. Illusory world he created for us. So, that is the reason why we cannot connect with him because we don't want to serve him. Because we are very proud. We want to be equal to Krishna. We want to be the enjoyer. So that is why he says in the third verse, first start serving Vaishnavas and all the, you know, uh, be very tolerant. Prinadrapi sunichena, tarurapi sahishnuna, amanina, manadhina, ketaniya, sadhari. Of course, it includes all living entities that we, um, uh, this thing, uh, you know, we are humbler than a blade of grass, more tolerant than a tree, give all respect to others, but do not expect any respect to oneself. So, the root cause of our problem is excessive pride, not wanting to respect anyone. We want all respect for ourselves. And we are so highly intolerant. Everything should happen my way or the highway. I will not. Very boxed up with our material qualifications and positions and material identities. That is the cause why we are not having any taste. And. That is why he says, you try, you become humble and serve first, he says, always serve the Vaishnavas. Starting with that, he doesn't even say serve the Lord, that comes later. First, serve the whoever you can see in front of you, connected with the Lord, serve them. And of course, uh, we also do Jeevataya, we show by uh, somehow very humbly also giving them Krishna consciousness. By doing that, then what happens? The next uh, thing is anartha nivritti happens in that stage. By becoming humble, all our anarthas come out. All good, all bad qualities develop because of false ego. And all good qualities automatically develop because of humility. That is why it's gone to the root cause of the problem. Is our excessive false ego. So, remove that. So, for removing false ego, that's also under material energy. We have to cry to the Lord only. Please. I really want, and Prabhupada says you can pray to Lord Shiva or Sankarsana because they are um, they are the chief of all the ego. So if you cry to them and say, please, please help me remove this false ego, then because that is the reason why they are attached to the mind, and then the put the mind's control over us will be slackened. So that's one thing, and then. Uh, so by developing humble, by actually doing service to others, then what happens? Uh, all the anarthas leave us and all good qualities start developing. And that is when we come to the platform of Nishta. And when we say, Na dhanam, dhanam, jagadisha kamaye, janmani, janmani, so, doesn't mean that Nadanam Nadanam means, oh, I give up everything and become a sannyasi. No, it means that in the order of priority, I want Krishna. Not all these things. These things are not important. Janmani, Janmanishwari. I don't even ask for liberation. Bhavatad, Bhaktir, Ahaituki Tvai. I only want your Ahaituki Bhakti, unconditional love. So, that is true for any relationship you you have a friend who is a very wealthy person or uh, you know and then the person you know the rich man is always suspicious why are people being nice to my friend is it for me as a person or because i'm rich 
So if we are uh, if we are interested in other things, uh, then more than Krishna, uh, you know. So the, uh, then you know we'll get the other things, but we won't get Krishna, and uh, we cannot get the taste of chanting Hare Krishna mantra. With that we have, uh, you know, when we really understand, the person is more important than all this. Uh, things because he is the possessor of it. everything is within Krishna. So why should we ask something separate from Krishna? Because Krishna Himself that includes everything and will be completely satisfied. Whatever we want is there in Krishna, and we want to be servant. That's another thing. Not like some yogis who exploit Krishna for themselves becoming powerful. Not in that mood. We want to serve Krishna, and Krishna is everything. So we can serve Him in whatever way we want is complete and that is all we have to switch not to give up this and give up that it's not ours anyway to begin with the whole point is that I want to be a servant of Krishna and whatever opulences will not disturb and a devotee can have opulence also he is not saying renounce this, renounce that, give it up, become a sannyasi no, we are saying our priority is uh, I want to serve you Krishna if you want to serve Krishna then no problem, you can have dhanam, janam, everything. It will not disturb you at all. And everything will be, in fact, used to serve the Lord. So that is nishta, where nothing disturbs you. Uh, you know, we are uh, always in the path of rendering service. Then, after nishta has to come ruchi, right? That happens only then. Now you have to humble yourself before the Lord. Before we were serving, um, this uh, Vaishnavas and all that. Now we have to Ayinanda Tanuja Tinkaram Patitamam Vishame Bhavambhutav Kripaya Tavapad Pankaja Sita Duli Sadrisham Vichintaya. So, my Lord Krishna, son of Nanda, you know, uh, somehow I've fallen down. Somehow means <laughs> it's not we fell down because of envy. I've somehow fallen down into this material world, but now please forgive me and place me again back onto your lotus feet as a particle of dust. So we have to become so humble and admit our fault. I came down here, I am responsible for all this. Because sometimes, you know, we don't even come to terms with why we are like this. Or why, if I'm in the spiritual world, why I should fall down? We want to keep questioning like that. Why is Krishna put me in Maya? We want to, we don't want to acknowledge that I am responsible for it. We try to somehow say that, you know, it's unfair. Krishna creating this material world and putting me here and the Maya and all that. Why? He need not have done this. We feel like that. But no, we are responsible. So first of all, we admit Krishna, I am only responsible and I have fallen down. But now, please, you only can pick me up and put me back on your lotus feet. So the minute we do that, we become very humble and meek before the Lord, that is when you'll start getting ruchi. The taste that, you know, you want to hear more about Krishna. You want to keep chanting holy name. Just today, you know, we were discussing about a devotee who left his body yesterday and his family was crying him. I mean, he was a real pure devotee. He's an ordinary devotee in the sense he was not a big person like that. But amazing, all devotees around. I mean, he was non-stop, always serving everyone. He loved to serve Vaishnavas and gurus. So many sannyasis went and stayed in their house in Urti, you know. And we knew him from 
uh, many years from 90s because he was there with us in the Middle East in Madhya Pradesh. And it was a very simple, humble Always giving Krishna consciousness to others. He made all his family members uh, devotees. He had four daughters and all the families and then all relatives, sisters, brothers, all, everybody. And in his town also, he was always doing, uh, I mean, when they came back and settled down in Pulpi and uh, through like that, and he was actively involved in the center, doing home program, all that. Very humble, simple devotee. And so many sannyasis because they like to go to Udupi, they would go and stay in their house for a week and really take care of them because it's very peaceful over there. So they probably wanted, it was a nice, noisy world. So like that, he got so much of opportunity to serve and just simply, just by doing this, I mean, there's no doubt everybody feels he's gone back to God. You know, and that is the thing that um, simply by developing a service mood, we can re realize God. It doesn't need big, big things or tapasya or anything. We think, you know, we should stop this and stop that and give up this and give up that and then only we can think of this. No, we just need to cultivate our humility and service attitude. These two things are that's all that is required. He was with his family and his wife also very wonderful, both of them together, you know, and there's not one day they missed Mangalarati. They did the full program like a, in a temple and after finishing the Mangalati then, uh, and the, uh, whatever they read Bhagavatam together and then they'd sit, sit and sing bhajans for some time. Then Mataji would go and cook and Prabhu will do something and like together, you know, very ideal um, devotional life together. He was with his family, everything, but his consciousness was... So Krishna conscious, always wanting to help people, serve people, to bring devotees into Krishna consciousness. So anybody can cultivate this. It's very simple, just by chanting. And he was attached to chanting the holy names. He never told anybody how many rounds he chants, but everybody saw him always with a beat back. And now one of his daughters told me that slowly, one day before she went and asked her father, how many rounds do you chant? He said, he just uh, smiled it away. Then, because she was curious, you know, so she entered doors. No, I chant about 70 rounds. So, every day. So, I, I mean, he had ruchi taste for chanting. It came so naturally, all because of chanting Hare Krishna mantra in a very humble state of mind. And uh, he was always giving respect to others. And um, also, uh, he was serving. He loved to serve Vaishnavas. Anybody would always invite Whichever Vaishnava, they would even invite them to their house, they'll make prasadam and serve them and talk very nicely to them. That's all. Very simple. It's not that he did big things, but the service attitude and humility. These two things are very important in chanting. Then we get the ruchi. Then higher forms of uh, other advancement automatically follow. Then you have the next verses. Uh, um, no, before you guide them is uh, uh, even uh, no. What is that? Uh, tears are pouring out uh, from my eyes. Uh, no, when will the uh, tears of uh, this thing? Right, that is ashakti. Uh, what's that uh, verse? And you guide them, nimishena. That is And finally, asli shiva padaritam pinat. Is Prema Bhakti. 
So all these things come, but starting with Sevon Mukhehi Dhiswadu. By serving the Lord in the mood of service, we chant and we render service to Vaishnavas and uh, you know tolerate everything in humble state. That is all. Then everything, all advancement comes one after the other very naturally. Only the Anarthan Navrati stage is the most difficult. And that is the stage where our taste also, you know, struggles a bit. We are struggling with chanting. So we have to completely ignore the mind and put this holy name from the mouth, which is Krishna himself. We put them into the ear and we receive him inside and take him to the heart, make it very personal and cry to him. And Krishna is listening. He's all the time there for us. So if we ask him for his, uh, you know, help and support, he will help us so much. We should communicate with him throughout the day. For everything, every small thing we can ask. It's not that we should not disturb Krishna. But uh, Krishna is all, the, I mean, we, we, will, we can do active meditation only. I mean, we shouldn't disturb Krishna for all materialistic things. Suppose say, oh, Krishna is there, so I'll ask him, Krishna, please give me that, give me that. That is disturbance. But if we are asking him for, um, you know, guidance and uh, tell me what I should do now. Please, Krishna, please protect me. Like that, that is very good. He'll be very happy to communicate with us. Non-stop, he wants communication. So I'll stop now. Thank you very much, Hare Krishna. Are there any comments or questions? Hare Krishna Mataji, Dandavat Pranam. Thank you so much, Mataji. Your lecture is so interesting, Mataji. I love to hear your classes. Thank you so much, Mataji. Thank you, Mataji. If anybody has any questions, please go ahead and ask. Hare Krishna Mataji, Dhanat Pranam, all Jyoshishudhupad, Guru Maharaj. Yeah, Dhanat Pranam, Rupinita. Sorry, I was trying to give the time when you joined, I was trying your number, but then I hung up. <laughs> I heard your voice, I thought you already joined. So, uh, in the beginning, yeah, yeah, I mean, you joined the time when I called. So, I just yeah. hung up, you know. So, I said, the, the main purpose was to hang on the call, so you're already there, so I just hung up like that. But Mataji, yeah, like yeah. you just said, wonderful class. It's like, uh, you know, our ears are the doorway <laughs> to this body. You know, how uh-huh. interesting this for us to hear uh, this in the morning. And uh, and I really like that example that, uh, you know, we might even be thinking of Vrindavan or whatever, but there, you know, some incidents will come. So like uh, one time somebody told Srila Prabhupada, right, that uh, my mind is always wandering. He says, just... Uh, Mind ka to koi kaam nahi hai. There's no work of mind here. Mm-hmm. You know, we just have to chant uh, and hear, you know, like, uh, so, mm-hmm. but, uh, and actually we really realize it when we chant. Uh, two things we realize. One is like how, you know, these, uh, uh, when the time is clicking, you know, sometimes we finish around in seven minutes, eight minutes. Those seven minutes are so valuable, you know, when we are chanting. Uh, so, you know, each and every minute uh, of our day we should spend, you know, in either chanting or in remembering Krishna. And the other thing is that uh, we come to know the nature of our mind because uh, it's like always, you know, so many thoughts come. I was thinking that, uh, you know, next time uh, when any thought comes, I'll just pen it down. It's thinking of like, you know, uh, 
oh i have to fill my my um, masalas in the boxes you know <laughs> i have to refill my spices then other things come in my mind oh i have to mm. go for groceries today and uh, i have to call doctor in the morning so i can get an early appointment all these things <laughs> come in you know <laughs> and so no, that like, is uh, why ஜிஸ்டர்ஸ் is it offense so proper said are you struggling to control it he said yes uh, proper so he said then it's not an offense so it is also an offense to be inattentive while chanting right so to remove the offenses and if you really struggle to not to listen to the mind then it's not an offense yes proper ji it's very true because we have to put each and every effort to bring it back you know that's why mm. it's very important to also chant in the morning because you know morning is a time we should tell ourselves this is a time actually if i was like a normal ordinary karmi materialistic person i would be sleeping like in some homes you know like there are everybody is not devotees everybody is uh, sleeping snoring they are completely in the you know this uh, uh, i don't know what they call something like maya which something you know lap of i don't know lot of people mention that <laughs> what is that something when you cannot go to work you cannot do anything that extra hours we have you know before the brahmurath and mm. that is very very helpful very helpful because otherwise for me at least uh, i mean i'm still struggling to get up but uh, uh, becomes like um, you know i want to do it at that time but uh, it becomes have to do it later on whichever rounds are left so mm. yes mata ji but uh, wonderful class mata ji like your realizations are so uh, nice you know and they concentrate more on chanting and also you explain to us about shishta ashtakam which is uh, we should all actually read that in the morning very very important you know the verses uh, uh, if nothing we hear that we should be humble like a blade of grass and uh, mm. respect everyone then we can chant all the time and that is so true because uh, when you know we we are even with all the people around us uh, you know no enemy no friendship uh, just like um, you know uh, i was hearing one class from radhesham prabhu and he was mentioning about prahlad maharaj that he uh, was always at the soul level so as a child 5 year old he would normally be playing but a 5 year old child is telling everyone let's chant the lord's name the teachers and all not around so mm. how motivated he was and he was completely at the soul level i mean for him no enemy no friends and he could just so boldly talk to his father who was about at every edge about to kill him so mm-hmm. so strong he was because he was so much dependent on uh, you know like uh, krishna uh, who's actually our eternal father so 
yeah like uh, so just making uh, some uh, you know connections with your class and what i heard yesterday and of course hearing is very important and i really feel that when i'm only chanting and not hearing classes and reading then you know this um, maya world you know like just makes chanting very mechanical but when we keep on hearing then some part of the lecture we retain and then we know what is importance how how important person and powerful krishna is and uh, like you mentioned in the class that you know we are it's not the ordinary thing we are chanting and then in the beginning you mentioned about the woman like even if uh, you know prabhupad said that uh, women are less intelligent that's that's also i've heard but then in today's time uh, you know he's given this uh, mahamantra so ladies also chanting it's not like only limited to the aristocratic or you know those or only the male male class so uh, so whoever gets connected then they get they start getting realization and krishna's uh, active in their heart and you know we make connections to krishna and of course we leave everything that we eat uh, you know which is like not offerable to krishna and but mataji one question i want to ask you when you were saying this only eat prasadam so what happens is sometimes you know we, we can be a devotee who are only cooking uh, cooking on the gas and then offering and eating but then sometimes you know we cannot make everything we can't make uh, uh, glucose cookies we can't make uh, you know the lace chips we can't make those other things and uh, even if we make bread at home we make a bun i mean everything on the plate we cannot make what i meant to mm. say is that we can make a bun like nice uh, aloo tikki bun and then we want to take some chips and that we cannot make also i mean we should so so then you know what we do when we get at home the packet only itself we offer the packet or uh, uh, you know like even fruits we offer like that offer also like that. but uh, cookies we offer which are not made by us you know <laughs> and definitely that bhav is different because i've seen one thing when i have to make butter cookies sometimes and take it to the temple you know for the deities uh like we earlier we were doing before the covid times you know uh, one mataji took one week so when i was cooking that and uh, you know i was making it for krishna it was like and was in offer to krishna sometimes i would offer at home and then take you know so uh, mm. for the devotees so that is bhav is totally different from when i open a glucose packet you know and then i offer mm. to krishna because in there i have not done any effort i've not put mm. that love thought uh, you know that love that thought is not there because i i didn't go through process of making it so mm. is it that uh, you know to come to a purer platform we should completely stop having all that uh, get nothing from outside and uh, whatever possible youtube get recipe and cook only and then offer can you share some thoughts on this mataji because i feel very guilty because i'm not at that platform where i don't buy you know like namkeen and all that i do buy from outside i offer and we eat so but i know some yeah, you, yeah see prabhupad said that certain things uh, has less karma uh, which you can uh, and certain things are offerable from out there which is like sweets right from a good shop he said uh, you know from a clean shop because in bengal they used to, they don't make sweets at home they always purchase so that was even offered to the deity so sweets he says you can purchase and fried items have also less karma so like you know for uh, like the bil puri and you know those puris and those sort of namkeens uh, from a good shop you know then uh, i mean a good uh, this thing uh, and then um, uh, what else as far i mean when it is fried it has less karma it said and uh, these biscuits and all that 
if it's uh, of course uh, you know if it's uh, yeah like uh, sometimes i mean you're not able to make and all that um, then okay at least your uh, not deities at least your photo in the kitchen you know you have a separate uh, this thing for past uh, something then the altar is not open and uh, you know things like this some bread and things can be offered once in a way but as far as possible and you can say certain things you can say sri vishnu say you're traveling outside and you're already uh, for yourself and you're eating and say sri vishnu three times so like this there are uh, certain allowances like that but as much as possible uh, if we can uh, offer a meal then like the consciousness does get disturbed you know if you eat all those because even karma we can limit but consciousness gets in so as far as practically possible i mean we do we take a little more step actually some devotees can supply you know if they can bake biscuits and relatives you know for other devotees all these kind of savers and you know it can come up and uh, we can also uh, as much as possible we have prashadam it's very nice it's tastier also healthier also so uh, even chips and all that you know some people i don't know some devotees if everybody is busy or some people have some uh, time then all these kind of things will be very good maybe they can also uh, earn some income out of it uh, but um, it will be greatly helpful for all the devotees like even chips you know at home we can fry okay chips is fried item so okay if, even if you buy see sri vishnu but gradually i'm saying if we can make everything uh, prasadam then of course the consciousness you'll see the difference it'll be easier to control the mind yes mother you have to actually uh, you know like you take a vow <laughs> vow about certain things because you know sometimes my mind again is chattering as saying that you know these glucose cookies you got from the this thing is not man made this is made in the machine so what happens you know you can offer and eat but then uh, you know still there has there is still some person putting the dough there and the machine goes through you know the process the way they make it so it's not like it is kind of man made by someone and their consciousness is still there even if it's from the market right and that that i'm saying today because uh, you know i'm in the morning time just chanted and heard your class and i'm in a sattvic mood but then again if i'll go for shopping in the evening normally i go after lunch then again you know that more more turns in and i said okay doesn't matter merry cookies i can take some of this and this you know no, cookies means uh, what is yeah. it uh, yeah there are certain things you can purchase like you know um i mean see there are allowances it's not like you know uh, because of uh, some word of experience and uh, um, because you are very busy and um, or you are um, um whatever you're not able to make everything that's okay let's get here and there but i'm saying gradually if we can uh, the more that we eat only prasadam definitely it helps you know because all these especially all these things um, um yeah even factory made like uh, for example bread and all that uh, has probably less karma and especially if you can't avoid it it's okay but this is um definitely homemade you know but uh, i mean it's um, grad i mean whatever is feasible should slowly move towards that whatever is possible do it gradually because if you suddenly give up everything you start 
and then you know you're not able to um, replace that but um, yeah whatever is possible the more that you have um, anyway at least whatever you're buying given those cookies and all that you offer and eat that is good yes mataji gradually we have to do because this is a process which we have to uh, take up till our end of our life you know to the last breath so if mm. we don't ourselves then then that won't be good it shouldn't be a situation where we like oh, forget it you know it should be like See, one thing because yeah. even if it is factory made it is made in the mood of sense gratification no it is not made uh, thinking of krishna so that is why that's what the consciousness gets affected a bit you are absolutely right mata ji absolutely right it's not made like that it's made from a actually from a commercial point of view you know that hmm. uh, it's coming out quickly quickly they're making it and selling it and packaging it you know but yeah like you know if there is an emergency situation where you know the, uh, like lot of bread is there which Uh, in america here which has egg but there are a lot of them that don't have you know so one thing you know you're, you're traveling you have nothing to eat you buy the yeah. bread avocado yeah. this that to me you know and you make a sandwich mm. and you just uh, tell krishna that's that okay. you know, yeah that situation otherwise as much as possible if we can do the effort why not you know so yeah, you have a bread making machine no yeah, it's so yeah, easy yeah. to make bread isn't it yes 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 but mataji what happens in that is that the bread is very uh, thick it's like bagel bread uh, you know it's very thick thick if you cut thin pieces and suppose you want to make like some bread pakoda or something like that you know it it comes out really odd because uh, you know when they make uh, bread in the store they like uh, they have so much of airing in the bread that the bread is very light and if you have to make some snacks from that bread uh, it comes out very nice so that's another conditioning you know but yeah eventually we should master ourselves to make bread like which is very uh, you know can be used for some other purposes too you know like that so uh, yeah you should know you should uh, ask some people for bread because of course they mix maida with wheat and then make and it can rise up uh, nicely so uh, with practice you will get the ideal and it tastes much better and especially if you offer it to krishna i mean like you're making making with the devotion and even cookies you know so many cookies are easy to make at home only no actually it's very very easy cookies just mix the dough butter sugar whatever and then uh, uh, put it in the oven and that's it yes mata ji thank you so much for encouraging us this way and uh, even in india and here also you know these <laughs> so much snacks and everything is sold out but uh, let's try to do it for case and an emergency but otherwise at home you know we have to just get the ingredients there's no preservative and then we are doing the effort offering to krishna so in every possible even for health point of view you know there's yeah. a whole uh, paragraph of preservative in outside bread but home mm. bread has no preservative at all you know so so we have to we have to really jot down those points get motivated and then make sure that we start moving gradually towards the path of always cooking and offering not uh, you know because even if we say we have a present prasadam but then mm. you know it is something like this that uh, you know uh, there's a friend of mine she says well i don't i just can't si- uh, uh, see the sight of egg you know 
cooking it and all or boiling it but it's okay i have it in the cake mm. you know we have it in the cake so similarly if you're saying that have complete prashadam you know only then if you're getting from outside also these things then it's not complete because we are actually not cooking you know yeah. yeah so we have to come to that platform gradually thank you mataji thank you for your answer and uh, i just wanted to ask this because so i can uh, get uh, encouraged uh, in the association of devotees and mm-hmm. maybe uh, their blessings are also there when i ask a question that maybe they can bless me so that way i can move towards that not purchasing from uh, you know outside so that's why also the selfish reason is there <laughs> for me to ask thank you mataji mm-hmm. hari krishna okay thank you hari krishna